It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit since I've done an audio podcast. And um, I just thought it was appropriate doing this early morning, 12 a.m. And um, unlike the Katy Perry song, I'm wide awake. Medicine did not work yet. I'm wide awake. He said this one would dissolve easier. I'm wide awake. We hit within an hour. I'm wide awake. We'll change it again. This is the fourth time. I'm wide awake. Um, guess I'll clean. I'm wide awake. Just got off of a live video chat with Brandy's husband and uh, Sherry with hospice and a couple other friends. I'm wide awake. They said to get some ice cream, but <laughs> I got enough of that in the freezer. I haven't even haven't even tried any of it yet since I uh, got it the past two days. I'm wide awake. How was it? Guess I'll just do a audio podcast. And here I am. I know. I'm just going to start this because it's random. Anybody try Lysol Pro commercial use? I'm thinking, well, what the hell is Lysol, regular Lysol, and Lysol Pro? What's the difference? I'm only saying this because my oncologist, I had um, two appointments today, and uh, they recommended instead of Lysol, oh, excuse me, I should get Lysol Pro commercial use. Um, I, I really don't know what the... The difference is, so this is just weird. I mean, it says it kills 99.9% viruses, bacteria, kills cold and flu viruses, tested and proven to kill the COVID-19 virus, eliminates odors. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, what's the difference, pro? I, I got a can of it. I found it. And uh, I'll just say one thing is the scent is 100 times stronger, more potent. I mean, I mean does that make it pro? I have, I have no idea. <sighs> I really was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll sleep good tonight, change the meds up. I'm not breaking the pills down. That's the biggest problem I'm having. Um, there's nothing like continue having scans, and uh, they will ask radiology, um, do you have a capsule, camera capsule? Are you under any tests or anything? Uh, no, why? Or, um, are you taking, like, any, like, fish oil capsules or anything? No, why? It's like not the first, second, third, fourth. They find whole pills in my upper portion of my colon. So, I mean, we already know I got slow gut. I'm just not breaking the stuff down. And that is becoming a huge problem, like the number one problem for me. And uh, it's really messing. I mean, obviously, I'm not breaking things down, so I'm not getting what I need to sleep. So we changed it up today again, and... Uh, I'm wide awake. Here I am. Wide awake. <laughs> Got off the live chat um, with someone I connected with, Brandy, who passed away a month ago. And uh, I was talking to her husband, Kyle. You know, some parts, you know, private. But um, I told him, I said, do you feel like with time, grief lessens? Because I just don't feel that grief in general gets better with time. I don't believe time heals wounds and helps grief. Whether it's human, when your own struggles or for your fur babies, 
or life transitions, I don't think it, I personally don't feel like it's better. I think it gets just difficult, remains the same, hard, just in change, it changes, you know? It's like changing colors. I just think grief does, changes colors uh, with the season and time. And it was interesting because he, he literally said, no, you're right. It's been 30 days. It was past weekend. It was the toughest, he said, for him, losing his wife, Brandy. And um, Brandy was always my go-to when it came to, like, hair extensions and losing your hair and things like that and uh, trying different treatments like she did. Uh, he said grief does it, and it did not get any easier. It's, it's gotten harder. But especially, we have to remember, around the holidays, you know, too, is difficult. Um, holidays are difficult for people in general anyway, you know? Uh, we're talking about hospice and things like that and um, you know how do you know how does a patient know when they're ready and um, you know I've had that discussion with my specialist and um, I've had that discussion with my therapist and um, her partner who's a psychiatrist that I talk to now that's taken over kind of like um, as she says, hand it off. Because there's things that she cannot support me on when it comes to my health and life transitions that she's not as well versed to where he is. And can help me, you know, get through tough questions and figuring out, of course, nobody can make decisions for you, but deciding, helping you decide it. Decide and understanding and really as once again, I was told, sometimes you just need, um, verification and understanding and um, I can't even think of the word right now validated validated I tend to feel like I need to be validated of my decisions that I'm comfortable and I'm okay and I'm aware of my decisions but I feel better validated um, for me it's just my saying yeah okay I totally understand and you're right to feel that way or right to make that decision um, I've been like that for a while, but kind of needed that. Just chatting last night went into a little bit before 12. I'm watching, I believe, It's a Wonderful Life. Crazy thing is I never really sat down and watched the whole movie. And I know that even sounds crazy, but literally, I know there's like several different versions of this classic movie, Christmas movie, and I was not into the holiday spirit all this year. I don't know if I'll put Christmas stuff up. I just don't know. Um, I'd rather just bypass it. And that's just how I feel. I'm entitled. Uh, going through a lot of big, big changes in life. You know, a lot of loss this year. So I'm really not in too much of a festive spirit. Although I say, you know, happiness is what you create, but um, going through a lot, you know, uh, there comes a point where you're, you know, you gotta go, okay, you know, some people have real valid reason not to be in this great chipper holiday spirit, you know, but, um, gotten of questions in that is, you know, how does a patient know, and when do you know, and, um, you know, I was told that some people suffer more than others. The percentage is low, less than 10% of patients that suffer end of life. 
because they keep fighting. They don't know when to give up and to allow peace and not suffer. I was told I'm one of those patients. Um, I think my fear is suffering and a lot of, just face it, pain. Because I'm going through a lot of pain. I tend to try to stay active when I'm going through pain. For me, I just believe blood flow helps. Um, and then you lay down and it's just like, here I am, you know. I just don't want to suffer. And I feel like I've gone through so much. But my fighting spirit, um, it's strong. So I fall on that, as I was told, 10%. Where um, you got to sometimes, as I was told, come to terms. When a specialist as I was told, we can't do anything further. We're trying everything, we're grasping whatever we can, but sometimes um, it can be more harmful than good. So my step, um, because I was already screened, I went through testing all that for a pain pump three times now. Every time we're met with obstacles or fear of, um, you know, you get infections and that. Uh, because I'm having a hard time with pills and breaking them down, uh, because of slow gut and that, I'm just not absorbing right, is going into the, the port procedure and journey, I call it. I know a lot of people have had ports. Um, I believe Brandon has port. I didn't really talk to Kyle too much about that. Um, we were more like talking about hospice and grief and things like that. and. Um, it's interesting because it's like myself as a patient, Kyle, you know, as the husband and a widow, you know, his wife is Brandy. She passed away a month ago. And then, you know, another friend of ours, a hospice nurse. So it's interesting. It's like a, a triangle really of life, you know, a nurse that helps and of life, someone who's experienced in life and someone who's on a journey that I am. But a lot of questions and, um, we really helped one another out. I think you have to do that, you know? I think we just all, you know, you know, it's just interesting questions, but. When do you know? Um, as I was told, you know, but if you're a fighter and you keep fighting, and the suffering becomes more intense and it becomes harder and I was told that I know that I guess for me is when you see people and they're at that journey in part where there's nothing left to be done and you keep defying the odds as I was told is because people keep fighting that they don't know when to give up but you suffer greatly if you continue fighting and sometimes you just need to understand and sometimes you have to let go I'm still trying to wrap my brain around all that, you know. I'm also working on grief, grieving process still with Blue. Because I never fully got through that grieving process. It was like all of a sudden with the stuff with my health and then Blue passed. And then I had to ask Eric to leave because, you know, he, he needs to get help, you know. I'm not getting into that. But uh, 
he refused to do it. Well, I didn't leave so you can live in a Vida Loca, you know. It was for a valid reason. But, you know, I learned to just shut that door, you know, because I have to. I have to focus on myself. Um, it's a part where I have to be self selfish, you know, not selfless. But it was interesting because um, we're talking about being prepared and writing things like that. It's like I already have everything. Um, I had to make some changes and tweaking around with advanced directives, living rule, and all that for obvious reasons. But um, the thing is, is I'm prepared, but I'm still fighting. And I don't know sometimes if that's good or bad because, let's face it, I'm damn exhausted. I followed somebody's journey where their father was much like myself, and um, he fought long and hard during his journey. And at the end of his journey, um, his body won, but mentally he was so strong. But he suffered a lot, and you could tell um, just by the changes visually, you know. And I think to myself, you know, I don't know if that was good or bad, but I think he was really the only one to decide, decide that. But he chose to fight and live. So for him, I guess it was worth it, if you think about it, um, because he kept fighting. But I think my biggest fear is going through a lot of pain. Um, although I was told the pain here on out is just going to get worse. This isn't going to get better. But a port is where we're heading now. It is, I was told, maybe an hour, sometimes give or take procedure. You just look go numbing agent. And um, I should not, <laughs> since it's liquid. I should not, this is liquid. Should not feel anything. Um, and the thing is, is ports are better, as I was told, because when you go with a pain pump, that's a surgical procedure. And that's not as easy as taking a pain pump in or out, you know? Um, and sometimes that's a permanent thing when you're at the part of your journey like I'm on where you need to, they have to manage the pain. The nausea is another thing. And I just don't want to eat. So you're at the point where I'm just forcing. I feel better when I don't eat. I also feel better if I'm just sleep standing up. But I said this before oncology treatments. I felt the exact same way because it's documented. I can even go back to podcasts and blogs where I felt like this, but it's intensified 10 times. But I decided, okay, on the port. And the reason is, is because we can give my medicine through the port. And that bypasses the slow gut, which should, as I was told, make a world of difference. It's not the ideal thing. I never thought I'd be discussing a port. I have discussed end of life and things like that and where I'm at with my journey with my specialists over the past couple months. Um, but as far as port, this is something new. Uh, the goal is so I can, they can regulate my sleep and be on top of the pain um, and the nausea. So, I mean, I'm a fighter. Tell me to fight. But I'm in this like dilemma as when is enough enough. 
I don't think that's a question that anybody can answer. Although I have, like I said, I've followed journeys where I've seen that flip side of when too much is too much. I don't know. No. Um, and you just like thinking about like relationships and dating and things like that. It's just like um, I think I'm past that at this point in my life. Um, I'm not really interested. And that's coming from someone who, I mean, let's face it, I was always in a relationship. It's like to me and my part of life, like that's the last thing, you know. And that's tough when you connect with people, and I have lately, um, where it's better just in my part of life remaining just friends um, because I don't see anything more right now because of where I'm at in my journey in life. I haven't been podcasting. Have I been like myself now? Um, I still been connecting with others and um, connecting with great oncologists too who have opened my eyes to a different part of physicians and past the point of just the degree of just of the part of being human the human side of being a doctor physician oncologist specialist whatever you want to call it which has been quite fascinating and it's been eye-opening but I just haven't um, I haven't felt like podcasting and maybe because I'm going through this new part of life and I'm trying to make sense of it, I think more of acceptance. And life is completely like night and day, yin and yang, than it was just a year ago. And look at all the changes I've went through just this year alone. I mean, are they fair? No. Is it okay? No. Is it right? No. It's not. Um, I would have to say I never expected or anticipated to walk this part of my life, this journey by myself, and not had been still married um, with someone, especially when they're fully aware of medical struggles, challenges, and journey I was on from the get-go. Um, short change, screwed over. I think those are feelings that are more suited to how I feel about that. Um, I could never do that to somebody. I, I just couldn't. And I think if you do that to someone and you know what they're going through, it takes a hell of a person. I'm not talking a good one either. Um, it's like the vow for better, for worse, richer, for poor. Um, but when you're front and center, of some things that are really hard medically. And, um, as a spouse, you're, you're selfish in your decisions of, you know, I don't know. I'm just going to stop right there. That's where therapy comes in. I'll say it for therapy. But I think people who have been through what I'm going through now understand what I'm saying, you know. Um, I don't know why people bail, jump, 
when the journey gets tough. Um, a specialist told me it's because they're not strong enough. They're weak. They're not strong. People that are strong stay. I think that sums it up pretty well, don't you? But I just wanted to do this podcast. Uh, like I said before, this podcast is really for me. But um, I've been realizing, and I had to take a week off for my health and for my emotional well-being and just kind of regroup and going through changes in that. Um, I just really haven't, I didn't know or how to say how I feel. This is like a new part of my journey, and it's a lot of changes. And it got to be overwhelming. And, you know, I'm wide awake, wondering why the hell we keep increasing things. We're getting to that point where it's like, um, as my hospital specialist said today, we're almost at max on dosage. And you're not absorbing this, so we can't go any higher than what the pharmaceutical manufacturer makes. So now we're in a tough spot. Most people like you don't make it this long. You're lucky. I don't know. Am I? (laughs) I question that. Um, I did. I drew a blank hearing that. Um, But now it's uh, a port. Will it help? It should. How am I going to feel? How hell? I don't know. I could be tired all the time sleeping. You know, Um, I've reconnected with some people, individuals, over the last uh, couple weeks. Um, They'll be walking in this part of my journey and being with me and present. Um, Everybody's journey is unique and different. Kyle said that last night, chatting live. Is everybody's journey is different and unique? Um, but the grieving's not easy. Does it ever get? Doesn't get easier. I think just for me, it changes colors. You know, I think it's just as hard for people grieving as it is for the patient. I think that's where the colors remain the same, really. Um, but it's not easy. It's like walking into this darkness and land of unknown. Because you don't know. And you look at your specialist, oncologist, okay, now what? And they don't know either. But I realized where I'm at now, they weren't joking. Um, Nobody knows. It's the unknown. And no specialist, no matter how great they are or expertise or well-respected or how long they've been in practice, they don't know. Nobody knows. They just go by the imaging. And... uh, Let's just say I made it past and defied those odds. But I'm exhausted and I'm tired. But for whatever reason, I keep fighting. But I'm realizing that maybe I need to stop. Because um, I have to give my specialists that sometimes you get to the point when you fight so hard that you're suffering. And um, that's like a whole other podcast, isn't it? For a whole other day. But I'm going to leave us here. There's a change in the couch and that. Just keeping my mind busy waiting for this medicine to hit. It's been two hours. I feel nothing. I'm wide awake. So I'm trying to walk the uncomfort, uncomfortable pressure, pain, nausea, just feeling sick. It's the only way I can say sick.
um, finished hopefully the rest of the, you know what leaves outside earlier. <laughs> At least my neighbors were happy it didn't go all night. I didn't have many left, but um, for me, keeping busy helps. I am not one to sit around and mope around and feel sorry for myself. I don't do pity parties, and frankly, I've never received any gifts, so obviously I didn't have any. But hopefully this podcast, um, it's really for me to resort back on days where maybe I just don't know how I feel. But if you gain something from this or you're in a similar journey or caring for someone, I hope as well this podcast helps you. Um, to always know that no matter what we go through, there's always someone else in similar shoes. And you're never, ever truly alone. Ever. You're never alone.